And he joins us now, the man himself, the boss, the man who had the best night out of anybody, I think, at the Schmodown Spectacular, number four. He is Ben the Boss Bateman, the new movie tribute Schmodown singles champion. Ben, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How you doing? This is exciting to finally be on the show, not doing something just talking about like a like a big loss or a, a big theatrical moment, but talking about the, the the chip, the actual thing, the thing it's all about, just being the champ. And uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty pleased. It's been a pretty pretty good week. Now I will say this. So I um, was sitting up in the second level during your championship match, the the, the upper balcony. And as it became kind of clear where the outcome was going to be, I told, I think I told, I was sitting next to Video Drew, and I said, I'm going to go down there. I want to be at side stage uh, when the when this match, you know, is coming to its end. So I snuck down there, went to the side of the stage, and Ben, as soon as you won uh, and, and you did your, your speech, you looked over at me and you said, window wide open. <laughs> uh, so Talk to me. So because I was very, I said, hey, this is his shot. This is his moment. If he doesn't get it here, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to ever be able to make get it done. But you did get it done. Just talk to me about just that night overall. I mean, the night was crazy. I think um, because I've been through it so many times now, especially at obviously played for a title match before at Spectacular. Um, I just – I've gotten used to that feeling, expectation. And I think when you experience – when you experience that loss, when you're expecting to win and it happens a few times, you kind of go in and it's not the same, it's not the same like, oh, I'm here, so I'm going to do it. It was sort of like, I knew, I, I felt something different. I knew I was going to do it that day, but it wasn't in the same way that I ever had gone into a match knowing that I was going to do it. And um, that night, you know, like, it's funny, the, the, I watched back the, the matches and you can tell the Bibbs match actually is, I'm, it means so much more to me when I win it than the Oyama match, which is not really what it is. Winning the championship means more, but I think there was, like, Bibbs was the mountain to climb, right? But once I had climbed that mountain, right, right. I mean, you'll, you can ask the other horsemen, but, like, there was zero chance I was losing to Oyama. It was not going to happen. There was, it, it, it was literally, like, there was just, like, electricity coming off my body once I had gotten that first win, and, I mean, we, we, were, uh, we were down in the basement, you know, there's a huge theater. It's like massive maze. We were kind of hiding down in the basement, Riley and I, and Merle was there, and uh, we were drilling some questions. And it was in a tougher category. And I was thinking, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing above average in this category. That's kind of tougher for me. I'm, I'm really. And Riley just he looked at me. I think 15 minutes before the match started, and he was like, "Dude, you're good. You got, you're, you're crushing it. You got to stop. Just go get in the right headspace, you know." And um, yeah, I, I think the the night was really special. It it's weird. It's weird to do it like that, right? Two five round matches at spectacular, both knockouts. It's storybook stuff. It's this kind of stuff that when it's happening, it doesn't feel like it's the story. But that's exactly what it is. When I look back at it, that's exactly what it is. It's the you couldn't have scripted it any better or any differently. That's exactly how it had to happen. Now I, I said it here uh, earlier on the show, but. I, I really felt confident in Bibiani. I just thought that he was on such this monster run. Yeah. I thought, man, you know, I think he can. He's got a shot to go out there, beat Ben, win the team titles, and walk out with the uh, with the uh, singles championship. But then I told Frank, and we had a conversation that you and I and Frank had, we had like a little powwow on the stage there, 
uh, before anyone was let in for the expo. And you were just talking to us about kind of how confident you were, a little bit of your strategy uh, and stuff like that. And I, I don't want to reveal anything that you said, but afterward, I heard of Frank and I was like, I think Ben can actually do it. Like, I think he's going to do it. And uh, just because you looked at this game differently than anybody else I've ever talked to at length about the game, strategically, you've always been phenomenal. I mean, we've always known that you've had great strategy, but you and I had a conversation about Daryl Moore, and it was just the analytical way that you look at this game is just far superior to any of your contemporaries. And it really made me think Ben's going to go out there and do it. I think, uh, so Christian actually <laughs> revealed what you're talking about on backstage yesterday, which is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, and I wasn't you there, know, obviously. No, he's revealed a couple of people's strategies before. And uh, <laughs> I remember Bibiani, remember when Bibiani had that, that trick of he was writing like longer yeah. than the oh. answer was yeah, on his yeah. board to like yeah. kind of throw people off. Like Christian blew up his spot on that. So great, great job commission. But anyway, continue. <laughs> used a little bit of the, the trick i was doing it a little bit in those matches um you know you, you yeah. learn from everyone else but um i could i can talk a little bit about the, the thing you're talking about just because christian talked about it and i think um uh, i've been thinking i've been thinking a lot about how how that all worked um because this the, the crazy thing was that the three knockouts you know brendan meyer into viviani into uyama it, it's like the strategy stuff that i had put all the time into had never really like it had never worked in the way that it worked um, it, it always would work here and there, but in these particular cases, each match had a very distinct, specific thing that it feels like won me the match, um, or at least got me damn close. Uh, by the way, is my connection all right here, guys? You're good right now. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, so in the in, in the in the Meyer match, we've talked a little bit about it, but you know, identifying that I thought he would be weak in James. Uh, obviously, the luck of James Bond happening, but like having the the category on the wheel, and then. You know, in the next in the next match against Bibiani, what Christian talked about is because here here's the thing about Bibiani, and this is where strategy is different for a player like that than it is against somebody like a Brendan Meyer. Brendan Meyer is much younger. Um, no matter how much you know right. about movies, no matter how much you love movies, it's the same for Ayama. It at naturally, there's things you want to see. So if you go watch Chinatown or you go watch Citizen Kane. Those are intentional. Those are classic movies. You're going to watch those if you love movies. But, you know, having seen a bad James Bond movie from the mid-'80s or, you know, if you are somebody like Bibiani in, in one of his matches when he misses a Coco question, it's like one of the matches, he misses a Coco question, and he says, I don't know, I didn't see it. You can think about that. You can you can categorically profile what that means and why. And obviously then I did additional research, but that should be like a clue, right? So Bibiani's a movie critic. He's been a movie critic for years. He's watched as many movies as anyone I've ever met. The guy knows seemingly everything about movies. Coco won Best Animated Film that year. It was a huge release. The movie made almost a billion dollars. It was loved by everyone. If you're telling me that you're a professional movie critic, there's 25 Pixar movies or something. One of them comes out. It's highly regarded. This is not Cars 3, and you don't see it. It means you don't really care about the category. doesn't mean that you dislike it. It just means that it's not an event for you. It's not special, right? So, like, you hear somebody talk about the MCU fondly, they're not going to miss an MCU movie. They're going to watch all of them. So I, when I started doing the research, I was just looking for an angle. I wasn't looking for a category against Bibiani that he gets zero points, and that doesn't exist against the guy. There's, there's Some players will have a silver bullet like that where you can put a category on the wheel. I've talked about this a little bit, and you want to do your best to do that. 
player like Bibiani, there's zero chance. It's not going to happen against McQueenie. There's guys that if you put a category on the wheel, all you're hoping is they don't get eight points, right? You're hoping the best shot you can in a singles match that they're going to get 50%, 60%. That's what you want. And so, you know, with Bibiani, I had done the research. I had figured out that Pixar was, uh, at least based on the information that was out there, a, a vulnerable category. And it was a category that I had studied at one point getting ready for a match against Chance a year and a half ago or something like that, or a year ago. Um, so I just went and brushed up on it, made sure that I'll, you know, what I had done then was still there. And uh, it felt like, obviously, movie release dates is the one category against Bibiani that is a silver bullet. But I needed a second. And so for it to work against Bibiani like that, obviously him getting five points, it's not like I crushed him with Pixar, but five points is a lot better than eight points. Um, and I do believe that when he guessed up in the third answer, uh, I think he just as easily could have guessed Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. But I could, I could read it on him that he was trying to decide which one to guess. Uh, you can just see it. There's body language. So he guesses correctly, obviously, but that could have just ended the match right there if he had guessed Toy Story 3. Um and anyway, so yeah, and then that match, and then and then you go into the, the match, match with Paul, and uh, the interesting thing about that is he obviously got this like really really crappy classics category. There's that's just what happened. It wasn't it wasn't yeah, uh, rough. Yeah, and I have again, I it's Paul and I actually talk a decent amount. We um, I really respect a lot of what he's done in terms of his studying for the game and how seriously he takes it. I think he's a I think what just happened to him in that match is going to be a really bum rap he's going to get. I don't think it's reflective of him as a player really at all. Um, and I think he's going to come back twice as strong. I think his kid's a scary player. But, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit and he says he would take classics again. So I, I, I kind of want to expound on this for a second. I, I considered sure. maybe not talking about this because there's a level of strategy that you don't want to reveal because I'm going to have to defend that I intend to you know win multiple championships this next year. And I need a way to do it. But I do think that it's important to point out to people because I love the strategy and, and, you know, the statistics of the game. So let's just say you put a category of classics on the wheel. Let's say you put comedy on the wheel, action, adventure, drama, 90s, um, any broad category, any category that encompasses at least at least 2,000 movies. And you get a set of questions like Paul got. What's the answer? Why did you miss those questions? The answer to the question is that you got a bunch of questions... And specifically, you've got questions about movies maybe you've seen that you just couldn't answer, right? But you didn't know what movies you were going to get asked about because it's 2,000-plus movies. So there's zero preparation you can do for it. All you can do is say, I have a pretty good grasp on this category. And in the past, when I've gotten it, it's worked well for me. But if I miss questions in Pixar, the answer is that I didn't watch the movies recently enough or I wasn't paying attention because there's 25 movies. It's the same thing with right. James Bond. It's the same thing with every director. It's the same thing with every actor. The movies on, you know, on the wheel, it's like 76 movies or something, or maybe it's more than that, but like it's 100 movies maybe is the most, right? So if that's the case, that means that you have these finite categories you can study, and if you're going for a knockout strength, those are the things you want to go after because if you miss a question, you can rectify it the next time. The broad categories are risky, and they're risky for people because there's, it's indefensible. You can't explain why you miss questions. It just has everything to do with got asked so i think right. it's um you know, degree when, of luck. Paul took, it's totally the variance is so wild and i think the only player that has a category that they truly can guarantee is like the category is drew mcqueenie with 80s yeah. because he's literally watched every single movie and he's done them all in the last few years i mean he literally just watched them all in sequence so like <laughs> i crazy. can't really argue with that <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's the exception to that rule, yeah. We've seen a lot of players take broad categories and just do just fine. It's just that, like, if, from an analytics perspective, if you're trying to figure out why you're winning or losing matches, there's no explanation when you miss questions in a broad category. There just isn't. Yeah. Now, Frank, uh, I mean, you and I, like we said, we talked a lot about Ben, you know, leading up to this match, but I know that, I mean, th this was something that you definitely had your statistics out for. Yeah, I mean, when you looked at it, you know, specifically this year between Bibbs and Bateman, you know, head-to-head, -head, you know, there's very little margin of separation. You know, Ben actually played a little bit better, uh, but I kind of gave a slight advantage to Bibbs just because he played tough competition every single time he was going out there. I mean, he played triple threat match against Roken Irwin. You know, he played Merle and lost that one, but then he had to play Chance in his first round, then played Ethan Irwin in the second round, which is ridiculous. And then he had to play John Roca in the semifinal, and then he had to play another tough guy right now, Ben Bateman, for this final. So, And then you look at what he had to do in teams. So he's been playing tough competition every single time going out there, and he's played at an elite level. In it. And on top of that, he's come out on top of those decisions. Ben, he played, look, he's the rookie slayer. You know, he played a bunch of rookies, talented rookies, and and uh, Brendan Meyer and Paul Preston and the like. So and and Paul Yama as well, obviously. So it, yeah. it was such, uh, both playing at such a great high level, but both playing different kinds of play and competitors. It was just really like I don't know. I I'm gonna go with I went with Bibbs just because he played against tougher play. And I thought that might suit him well against a tough player who brings tough play in Bateman and you and you Ben. So that's but it was like, what else am I gonna go on? Because it's so close to the call. I was looking for any kind of thing to, to grab onto to make some sense of this match because honestly, if it wasn't for the inner geekdom match, you Bateman and Bibiani was definitely my second most anticipated match of the night, just because of the level of play you guys were playing at and uh the way this match ended up was just kind of inexplicable both of your matches it was just like yeah I, I think i said this in a comment somewhere look i, I don't know if if bibiani or, or paul yama could have won their matches um but i do know that the results that we got are in direct or mostly in a direct correlation to the spins that they got and the categories that they ended up landing on i don't think you get those types of decisions without the wheel doing you some favors but yeah. again you did you did your homework and Look, it landed on what it landed on, and you know that paid off. So, I I can't say one way or the other who would have won or who would have lost if the spins don't go that way. But we for sure don't get the we don't get those kinds of results without the type of preparation you put into and the little bit of luck you got with those categories. So, uh, in a nutshell, a that's what I think. That. Yeah, I did think a lot about that actually. You know, and I, I don't want to belabor the sort of micro decisions in each match too much unless you guys are going to ask about them, but. There was a bunch of like little moments in the different matches that I tried to think if they had gone a different way. You know, for instance, if I don't get that challenge against Bibiani and he gets the two point steal there, you know, then where do we where do we stand going into the betting right. round? And then how does that affect the speed round? But I think that there's you can point to a lot of different things that happen because while I did get a lot of luck in my matches, new releases is is relatively broad category it's years worth of movies um you know and it's not necessarily i never put it on the wheels of strength it's just i'm a critic so i watch a lot of movies you know so that's and it was my first spin so i didn't yeah. get a strength yeah right like he got bad luck with his spins definitely but he also tilted really 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 yeah, hard going into the speed round because if, if you think about it even with the steel being what it was and, and, and it not working and me getting that challenge 
he gets movie release dates and he knows what's going to happen. And exactly what he fears is exactly what happens. Now, he's correct in betting one and he knows I'm going to bet three. But even at that point, all that happens is I'm up four points going into the speed round. If he goes in and he has a dynamic speed round and he really focuses, he's a laser focused, we could go into that final round with me up two, three points. And at that point, I mean, obviously he misses his five and the five is a hard question, but the lead was not insurmountable. It became insurmountable because I absolutely annihilated that speed round. That's what won me the game in the end. It put the game away. So I think the Bibiani match, I got a lot of luck. And then with Pollyama, if you're going to tell me that me getting seven out of eight points on Julia Roberts and keeping the category, I can't remember if I spun off something else, but it was like very, very clearly a category. Spun off a comedy. So yeah, not a strength category for me historically. I've never gotten Julia Roberts. You know, actress categories tend to be for a lot of players a little bit weaker. And uh, I I was prepared for it. You know, I had done my homework this that was my category that was totally fine getting it now uh to go back real quick to the to the challenge i mean it was the new release question regarding what men want with taraji p henson the question was like you know what was her job yeah and uh you gave uh several answers i think <laughs> like and a long winded answer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh uh now now i 100 percent knew what you were going for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that they should have ruled against you, though. I definitely okay. think that they should have ruled yeah. against okay. you. Yeah. Think, do you think so? You're asking me if I think that I should have been ruled against? Yeah. Uh, Looking I back think, at it now. I don't know. I don't know. It's the, there's, there's, yeah, there's like knows. a number, <laughs> there, there's a number of different, there's a number of different like sort of answers to that question because think about this, right? You guys are big NBA Okay. NBA fans, you guys, so well, Brad's a big NBA fan, but you're a sports fan, right, Frank? Oh yeah. Oh no, no I was I was yeah. responding to yeah your decision. No, no, yeah. I yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So all right, like uh, games in the playoffs are officiated differently than games in the regular season, right? Stars get calls. Some people don't get calls. So James. it's a huge moment. It's it's a huge moment. It's Christian and Mark. What they're trying to decide in that moment is okay. Christian was sitting next to me in that screening. We reviewed that movie six months ago. I answered all of the words necessary to answer that question correctly. He knows that I know it because he was sitting next to me when I watched the movie. So he knows what I'm trying to express, right? And that's and that's obviously that's like personal interaction. Based on the words ushered or uttered by me, maybe you can argue that it shouldn't be given to me. On the on the other hand, her position in the movie, you can basically say she's a talent agent, she's a sports agent, or she works on campaigns that involve advertising with talent as an agent, an executive, an agent, like so my point is, if they rule against me there, I understand why. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, I'm not going to cry all the way home. But most games, we don't even use our challenges. I've said this in the past sure. on this show before. Ch- challenge or answer you know is correct if you want a breather. Challenge just to mess with your opponent sometimes. Like, I was pretty positive in that moment that if I got that ruling, if, if in any way somehow it went in my favor there, it was going to mess with Viviani very hard. Like, extremely hard the same reason that often I'll go down to one when I could go down to three when I'm counting down, right? Like, the last second, there, there is mental warfare. It's the same thing I did with the, 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 the spinner on Classics with Ayama. You just want to complicate every decision that hopefully is easy for your opponent. And I think, like, if Bibiani was frustrated by the ruling, I probably would have been frustrated too. But you're going to challenge something, and that felt like a perfectly reasonable thing to challenge. I think it was definitely a reasonable challenge on your part. And I, I've said this in the past. 
you know, in situations like that, make the judges make a tough call. And if it goes your way, you know, that's not on you. That's on the judges that, you know, with their decision, you just put them in a tight spot and, and good for you because that's playing the game. So, uh, but I do, I do agree with Brad that you know, look, she's a sports agent. It says it right on the back of the box <laughs> of the movie. It's like it says it on the Wikipedia entry. It's just I don't, you know. And and here's the other thing. And look, I, you said what you said about Christian. He knows that you've seen the movie, and he knows what you're trying to get at. But it's like that's where things can get tricky. And I don't want to. I don't want to completely say the word unfair. But it's like he knows what you're getting at, but he shouldn't have that kind of knowledge. You know, sometimes it's in there subliminally and he's not doing it on purpose, but it's in there and he knows that you know, but you still need to say the right words, you know, that's, you know, that's required for the ant. That's required for the answer. So, no, totally. And so, what my point is that, like, when I, when I mentioned the thing about stars getting calls in the NBA, it's like, Okay, those those refs that are in the finals that, that have officiated Steph Curry and LeBron James for like you know seven years collectively in a row. When it gets to that sixth and seventh year, and they're trying to go for a similar call in a similar situation, they have way more experience at high level with LeBron James right. than they do with this rookie who's yeah. the first year guy. And then you know they've never like right like it's that sort of a thing. And so I don't I don't disagree at their level of it, but but life is not fair. I mean you can't you can't make it right. fair. It's impossible. Right. Let me ask you just real quick. This isn't about your matches, but it's about challenges in general. And it was a, it was a really weird, I thought, challenge that we saw a couple weeks ago in the Looney Bin match where Video Drew challenged the category of the movie. Yeah. Uh, did you yep. see this? Yep. And then she she was asked a question just to her. Did you What did you think about that ruling? Um. Because she challenged that American Psycho was a horror movie, and then and then they threw it out and they gave her a new question, right? Right. Yeah, but they allowed all the other three competitors to keep their answers, which were correct, and they just gave her a new question. Uh, I think that's kind of weird. I think that's kind of a weird situation. I think there's a there's some some part of like some of the rulings that we've been getting this year and last year, as this game is transitioning into a full fledged sport. Um, there's a level of it wanting to be fair, but I've also talked to Ellis before, you know, because because Christian is pretty involved in the in the show running, right? He has, like, a lot of responsibilities that go beyond making calls and rules. Um, so Ellis, when when we're live, will often have a little bit more of a hand in the rulings. Uh, right. And what Ellis will, will sometimes lean into is, look, I want the value of this show to be high. You know, I'm not going to make an unfair judgment. I'm not going to award somebody something they shouldn't. But he will say, I don't want this to be a bad product. And I don't remember the nature of the situation necessarily with Video Drew, but I don't seem to remember that Illumin was – were they winning at that point? I feel like they were losing at that point. Um, they are down by one or two, something like that. Yeah, it was close though. Or maybe she wasn't playing well is yeah. what it was. I think she had missed a bunch of points. you know. And I think – that so there's a level to it that, that's there. And this is just me guessing because I wasn't there for that. But um, – you know, I, I do think that the challenges are going to be much more significant for us to be discussing this next year because the management side of the game is going to so greatly affect the way this goes. You know, like I, I re- like <laughs> in a perfect world for me and every match I'm in, I want like I want like <laughs> Finstock and Merle and Roca. I want like three laptops. I want like a research team <laughs> yeah, yeah. literally doing like on site, like immediate research when a question is asked, you know, like is every aspect of the wording correct? Is it, you know, like, is there something we can fight here? I basically want like a team of lawyers for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Cause there's only, yeah, 
<laughs> uh, there is. You can you can contest so much. I mean, Ayala was telling me that he almost challenged the money monster because I said the money monster yeah. instead of just money right. monster. You know, and that's one that you, you know maybe he gets that ruling. I don't know. It's possible he gets that ruling. Um, so there's the nuances there are, are there's a lot of them, and I think managements can have their hands full. You're going to see matches that are decided by a manager next year. It's going to happen, and players that don't have a good manager are going to be pissed. Um, I wanted to ask, so we talk about management. I know how important it was for you to win the championship because you were always touted as the guy. I mean, you, you actually you literally took Bibiani's place as, hey, man, it's so good, but he, he just can't win the title. Um, I know that that was a big deal for you to actually win, but what was a bigger deal? After you beat Bibiani, was it bigger to you to win the championship just to erase that moniker of the best player to not win a title? Or was it more important for you to win the championship to keep intact the Finn Stock Exchange? Uh, it was more important for me to to have the title that I have than the, I mean the Finn Stock Exchange is great and I'm I'm pretty excited for this next year. I think like we have a pretty unfair advantage based on what we did. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Y'all you know, are literally I, the 2017-18 Warriors. Yeah, it's 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 not it's really not fair. Um, but we'll see. I mean. They, there's there's a lot more parity than people realize with these new players. You know, a lot of these rookies that have had one season under their belt, you're going to see, a, I think, a pretty big leap from a lot of these guys who have, who have now had the big matches and understand the game differently. I even think my road to the title is going to look pretty pretty impressive after next year. I have a feeling Brendan Meyer is going to win a championship this next year one, one way or another. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the team belt at some point during the year. You know, I think there's a pretty good chance Paul Preston goes on a run. He looks really good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if Brennan wins a championship, that means Bibiani will. So I, I, I'm pretty confident that that uh, we're going to see a big jump from these guys. But um, it meant more to me to win because I think the thing that I was feeling most is in April, I'll have been doing it for three years. Um, and pretty much from day one, I was a pretty big part of the show. Um, you know, Team Action came in in 2017. I think I was talking to Frank about this on Twitter, maybe, but like, we came in in 2017 and and we went five and one. That was our that was how we started. So, really, my story starts five and one with the team, and 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 I was so much less seasoned. We were I was so much worse of a player. I didn't understand the game. The game really wasn't even what it is now then, at all. And then right. I lost to Inman in the five way. And my singles record the next year was, I want to say, two and two. Beat Dale Gibbs, beat Mance, lost to Andreco, lost to Roca, lost to Clark. So it was two and three yeah. last year yeah. singles. You know, team action, we started five and one, we ended six and four. So, you know, I went one and three with team action after that. Um, yeah. You know, and so, so going three and six after a five one start made my 2018 pretty tough. And I think I was, I would continue to battle and try to learn and be better and be better and be better. And when that tournament started last year, when the, when the gauntlet started, you know, I, I beat Janine, I beat Lon, I lost to Clark, right? That was the third, it was the third one in there. Um, and obviously who's the boss wins the tournament, you know, we lose to the, the Shire Wolves, but there was this feeling I was starting to have of like, when it goes my way, I can win the big moments. But when I'm when it doesn't go my way, I'm just a middling player. 
and it's so hard to get to the big dance. It's so hard to get those opportunities to win a championship that this occupies so much of my heart, <laughs> like my brain, but like my emotional state through the year is so affected by this game that I started to feel like if I go on another run like I did in 2018, where it's super middling, this is when I lost to Kalinowski is when I was really feeling it the most. Yeah. Like, do I want to put myself through this more because, and it was like, I, am I going to quit without winning a belt? Like, am I going to play another year and then, and I don't do it. And then I, I have all these accolades and all these stats and all these wins, but, but no championship. And, and I think, just to know that I did it and I did it in this particular way. And so now, no matter what, at any point in time, if I decide it's time to walk away, I can do it is probably the most like calming thing. I, we, we've joked about this, but I do feel a lot like Dirk in 2011. That feels that very much feels like how this feels to me. Like I, I, I have to put a lot of time to it. I got a championship. Everything else is gravy. Right. Right. I mean, I, you, you did, this was like your, like I said, I don't know. I don't. I saw. I heard you actually on the Action Guys use my championship window analogy. I uh, just throw that out there. And I actually, I, I and, and I thought that you actually lended some credence to it based just upon how many more opportunities will come up. You know, I think you were talking about Christopher Plummer and the Oscars, or or what have you, or so, or something like that, or Ed Harris. It was just like how many more opportunities will come up uh, for you to get it done, and and you had this this opportunity, and man, you cashed in on it big. <laughs> and and I and I will say this, like I try to remain as you know just impartial uh, as I can, just watching the matches. I'm not rooting for anyone to win. I'm just watching them and just seeing which way is it going to go. But like I, I really I was excited uh, that you won. I was super happy uh, that that you were able to, to pull off a victory, just because I knew what it meant to you. I knew what it meant for the league, and I and I knew that. Um, I, I just thought it was a great thing when you just looked at me and you said window wide open. That's why I wanted to be there at the side of the stage whenever whenever it happened. But Frank, Frank, I know you got something before we let the new champ go. Yeah, I mean, talking about uh, your run this year in singles, I mean, you have now the top three-game win streak, four-game win streak, uh, five-game win streak. I mean, accuracy rate is through the roof at like 90-something percent, 91%. Even with, the, even with those classics misses? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think actually you know, probably... High 80s, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. the classic misses really I think it's like 88%, really... but I have to d- double check. But uh, nonetheless, you know, your your win streaks, three, four, five, uh, top of the best. Tops Merle, tops Ethan Irwin, tops Rachel Cushing's, um, tops them all. And, like, even, you know, you were just, even Bibbs, too, his stuff was really impressive. His three and his four game win streaks, you know, Um better than anybody else's, but yours was just a little bit better, just a little bit better. So uh, you also, I think, are now the uh, fifth, the fifth or sixth uh, player to ever have a, uh, was it a four or five game win streak? So not that many people, you know, have done that. You know, you look at your Merles, obviously, and, um, but notably, and Sam Levine, obviously, in that list. So not many people have done what you've done. You've also, you're like the third player to ever win both, tournaments maybe not in the same year but ever you know you, you've won the about teams that, that it's gonna be what sam and 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 who's the other person that riley won tournaments? like riley yeah, riley? Riley. yeah that's what I was thinking. so uh yeah only you three guys um uh, you can say what you will about it's the 2014 tournament but it is a tournament so uh a lot of firsts a lot of rare air that you're in and it was just a hell of a year capped off also theoretically i you know i put together like a point system that we're going to have for next season for the manners and all that 
And for this year, you're the top point getter theoretically amongst all players and teams and all of that. So, uh, wow. you know, it's you had a you had a great run. You're racking up the points. Your TK, your knockouts specifically three knockouts this year, the most anyone's no, ever four. had. Well, four. I'm talking about knockouts, not TKOs. I, I separated. The, um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So okay. you have three knockouts and one TKO. Yeah, you have four. But the three knockouts, um, the most any player's ever had in a single season. Um, <laughs> so it's – and, and wow. yeah, you look at the, the run-up is you knocked out Brendan Meyer, then you TKO'd Bibiani, then you knocked out Paulo Yama to win the belt, your three matches. I mean, no one's ever done that. And I don't think anyone's ever going to do that. I mean, not even Dan Merle, who has like eight total knockouts, you know, is a knockout yeah. in seven TKOs. So, um, it's... Are you player of the year, Ben? Are you player of the year? Do you think you I, should win it? I heard Christian talking about it on backstage, actually. And, and it's, um, I mean, all the other all the other nominees that I think are going to go up are pretty, are pretty valid. I think it's pretty hard to argue against Dan Merle yeah. is the thing. My stable mate. I do think there's a level of like... If Dan wins the, the player of the year award this year, then we're rewarding the fact that he was a stellar player for the year. He was a great player this year. But Dan also was a great player in other years, right? Like he right. I think if I was to get it, it would be because people would look at it and go, This person has loved it and cared about it more than anyone, and they did it in the most spectacular fashion imaginable. You know, like the the knockouts, two five rounders at spectacular live to end the year. Yeah. Like if I think if nothing else for the for the idea sort of it's almost like a storyline MVP you know it's like as as much as the accomplishment as it is what it sort of means to the game to have had somebody to have me being who I've been to the game to get it the way I got it that's the only way I think I would beat Dan but on just a pure accomplishment level like it's, it's obviously about how you end which is why Kalinowski won't win it yeah. but there was a moment when it seemed like he was going to and like here's the, the thing too is if you give it to Dan. He didn't play in the singles tournament and didn't play in the teams tournament, which is crazy that yeah. you would still be able to award the guy player of the year. There's certainly an argument for you and and, and Dan Merle, but if you're going to award Dan Merle, you're also recognizing the fact he didn't play in the teams tournament, didn't play in the singles tournament. I mean, it's fair to say he didn't play in the teams because he had the belt, but he didn't go and play in the singles tournament when, you know, I understand schedule is probably a thing, but he could have played in the singles tournament and didn't. So um, and he ended up losing the belt. His last match was against Polo Yama. So it's pretty crazy that he could win it and never have played in either tournament this year. Who are, who are the guys? Let me ask you guys a question really quickly, if I, if I have you for me, because I'm curious to know you guys break this down every week. So season seven, uh, who are the players? You can pick a couple each that I think will win a never won not like somebody who's never won any belts but like who's the person who you know a non-singles who's gonna win the singles title uh teams who's gonna win teams like who are the players that you've got your eye on that you really think have they really think you're gonna do with this next year you've got your eye on Ooh, it's this one's tough but i got a couple but go ahead frank you go first i think that the first one honestly the the name that came to my mind right away was chance for singles you think chance Um, will win the singles title this year I think I really think he can. I think he can do it. Um, it's gonna be tough. I mean, he's gotten some pretty bad luck going up against Ethan Irwin and Bibiani uh, right, right. in tournament yeah. matches. But with that being said, if he's gonna win the title, he's gonna have to beat players like that. 
He's more than capable. He's also going to have to beat me, you know? That's the reality of it. Right. And he's a champion. I don't know if you need a champion. Well, what I'm talking, you know, you know what I'm saying. Come on. So I do. I do. Yeah. It's he could do it. He could do it, man. It would be interesting. Um, as far as far as what I thought, I actually thought about this. Just like, who are two people who I could see who hasn't who haven't even had an opportunity at a championship uh, become champion in their respective divisions? I think that uh, one of them is Chandra. I think Chandra, man, that that guy is so good. In think so? I really what we've seen so far. Um, I think that he's another guy who's just had a couple of bad breaks as far as questions and, and matchups go. I mean, we saw what happened to him in the Kevin Smith match, um, you know, to get into the spectacular. I mean, he, he was right there. So I think Chandru can go out there and do it. And I think this Tom guy from the Looney bin, you get him in the free-for-all, and he gets an opportunity that way. This is a guy who has that. I think he might have as much movie knowledge as a Bibby, just sheer you know, first round ability, you know how Bibbs just tears through that free throw. I think Tom is one of those guys who has that that knowledge base who could go out there and do it. As far as people who had an opportunity at championships, you already said one. Brendan Meyer, I definitely yeah. think, has an opportunity to go out there. And I think teams is probably more likely than singles. But um I think that he 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 could definitely be a champion next season. Interesting. For yeah, sure. I think I think it's gonna be a, a very exciting year. I think there's so much talent in the league now. You know, I think one of the things that, again, you know, Christian and I talked a little bit about it, but it's, you know, if you look at the top 10 players all time right now in Schmodown, if that's a conversation you have, which I know a lot of people talk about, there was a time maybe a year ago where like the, you know, seven through 10 was, they were like pretty good players. They were players that had like, you know, an accomplishment or two, maybe like a team title or, you know, good reputation. But if you look at the top 10 right now, uh, and then you look at 11 through 20, and obviously we're doing a lot of this with the draft. You know, that's kind of how we're ranking yeah. it. But but an all-time accomplishments. If you look at that top 10, I mean, I just just did what I just did, and I think that the reality is that I'm probably barely breaking the top 10 with the like you just said, the greatest singles run ever uh, statistically, the <laughs> most impressive title win for a singles player ever. Yeah. You know, spectacular double back-to-backs like. If that's barely getting me in the top 10 after three years of play, challenging for a team's belt, winning the singles yeah. title, the level of talent in the league is nuts. Like, for me to start to really climb those ranks, I'm going to have to have another absolutely stellar year, like a really insane year. Yeah, and, and, and there's no guarantee that that can happen because look at Ethan Irwin. Crazy run in singles last year. Tough matchups to begin the year, you know, against Dan Merle, then in that triple threat. It didn't go his way. And that was that was it, you know, and, and then only played two matches in the team's tournament. Um, and that was it. And we really have not seen from him at all. And uh, so I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but like that's a realistic possibility. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, just a different league than it used to be, guys. I mean, uh, again, we, we keep talking about, you know, comparing it to the NBA, but it's similar to the NBA right now. There is so much talent in the NBA right mm-hmm. now compared to 10, 15 right. years ago. It's not even close, you know. It's 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 unfair comparison, and none of it is on the Bulls. I hate it. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, well, some good players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all had them back in the day. You had some good players yeah, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last question for you, Ben. Just next season. Obviously, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot of things going on uh, with you as as the champion in the Finstock Exchange. But I think I asked you this even at the uh, at the pub or the bar there afterward. The spectacular. If you if you if you got your opportunity to pick who you'd like to go up against for your first defense, who would it be? 
at this point, I'm playing better right now than I ever have. Um, I feel like I understand the game right now better than anyone ever has. And eventually, just like in any sport, people will catch up. So I think now is the time to play the best players. And, um, you know, it's hard because so many of the best players are on my team right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Yeah. you know, our, our faction is so good. It's like I don't want to go and take the belt off, uh, you know, if <laughs> The Finstock Exchange doesn't really get a whole lot if the Founding Fathers lose to who's the boss. So, like, it. Right. I, I want to be the team's champion, and hopefully this year it, that, that's something I do. I believe I will. But, you know, and then in singles, I mean, Dan's the best of all time. So, when you talk about legacy, you know, I think at some point playing Dan would be important for my legacy. I don't think it's going to happen quickly because I feel like Dan is going to focus on something else. Um, I think there's a chance Viviani cashes in that number one contender. And, you know, if he does, beating him a second time, I think would be impressive. Um, I think probably of all the players that are out there that are available, you know, kind of close. You know, obviously Roka has his own sort of appeal if I get to play against John because I've never beaten John in singles. And he is the legend. He is. I mean, John's more of a legend than Dan in, in the sense of kind of, if you guys know what I mean, like, Dan is the greatest yeah. of all time. Dan is the number one but player John's that's ever played. Legend, for sure. But John's won with two different teams. He's a, he's defended in teams now. He's a two-time singles champ. I mean, he's done everything that you could ever ask somebody in this game to do other than become an actually, like, committed psychopath and study for <laughs> inner geekdom, which is a different <laughs> – it's a different thing. And so if I was to beat John in a title, in a title defense, um, I think that would be a pretty special thing to have gotten to do. I don't know if John has that has that desire for singles right now. I think he's he's he. When I talk about how long I've been in the game, what I've given the game, I mean, I mean John is that yeah. times to the nth degree. He's the original guy that did that. Up there, and unless I just play Oyama again, which I know he'll want to do, because if I was Oyama, there's nothing I'd want to do more than get another shot at it. But Cody Irwin, right. mm. and um, you know, I mean, Irwin's an amazing player. I think. I, I get convinced sometimes that Irwin knows the most of anyone. So I think beating Irwin would be pretty impressive. But I, yeah, they're all, they all have their appeal. They all have their own challenges. Absolutely. Well, that is Ben, the boss, Bateman, the man who finally went out there and did it. He cashed in. He is the singles chip. He is the guy. And to be the guy, you got to beat the guy. So you got to have a big target on your back next season, brother. But I'm sure that you're up for the task and challenge. And just a congratulations again from Frank and I to you for getting it done. Boys, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Look forward to next time.